Welcome to the Nerd Girl Podcast. I'm your host, the Nerd Girl, Kirsten Blackstock. And I'm doing a quick bonus episode today because the other night I watched the second to last episode of the Star Wars Ahsoka show on Disney Plus. And I just I just have to talk about it a bit. I need to talk about my theories, my my guesses for the final episode, what's gonna happen. I wanna share some cool tidbits I found out, uh, other other podcasters have talked about and articles. I just can't wait. I just I just have to talk to somebody, and that's gonna be you, my listeners out there in the universe. So Let's get underway. Ahsoka, Star Wars TV shows. So, you know from listening to past episodes that I love Star Wars. I just, I adore it. I I love everything about it. I love the stories, the books, the merch, the films, the TV shows. So, when they, when I heard that they were going to make a new show surrounding this character called Ahsoka, I was a little curious. I knew who she was. She's not in the main movies, but she cropped up in the Clone Wars cartoon series. And I had seen a few of them here and there, the you know first season uh, a little bit, but I hadn't really watched all of those cartoon shows. I wasn't really into the cartoons. They were interesting, but to me, they were they were not as good as the movies or or the other live action TV shows. But when I heard that Ahsoka was coming out, I went back and watched pretty much all of the Clone Wars cartoons. I sort of sped through a lot of them. And as I got through the seasons, I kind of skipped forward a bit uh, if if they weren't, you know, catching my interest. But I saw most of them. And then on Disney Plus, they they sort of had a, a preview bar where you could watch all the episodes that you needed to before watching Ahsoka. So Clone Wars, uh, Rebels, another cartoon show where she comes in and out. And then she's in, I believe, Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian a little bit, which I had seen those, uh, definitely watched those ones, live action shows. So I went back and watched quite a few episodes of Rebels, the cartoon show. And that cartoon show is basically where this Ahsoka show picks up from the end of Rebels. And I quite enjoyed watching Rebels. I, I I think I skipped a few near the end, but I watched all the relevant ones around the main characters and Ahsoka. Uh, or if Darth Vader was involved, Darth Vader and Ahsoka have a big battle. I watched that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I recommend it. Go back and watch some of those cartoons. If you don't want to watch them all, but you have Disney Plus, watch their recommended Ahsoka episodes. So, Ahsoka. It honestly, the first two episodes dropped and at the same time, and I think I just stayed up way too late and then watched them because I honestly started nodding off. They were quite slow to get going. And I had to I had to keep rewinding them because I realized, oh, I'm watching this and my eyes are closed. It was late at night, but I had to keep rewinding. And so they for, they didn't make a huge... The first two episodes didn't make a huge impression on me. They were slow to get going. I'm not as familiar with these characters as I am with many of the major characters from the films or like, say, Mandalorian or Boba Fett. So it took me a minute to kind of get into their world and learn to like them. Like Sabine, one of the main characters, she is a Mandalorian warrior. Uh, she's a young woman. She 
she came off as just plain annoying to me, uh, sort of a annoying, whiny teenage, you know, young adult woman. And I didn't really understand her motivations. Now, going back, well, seeing more of the show and then going back to watch some of the cartoons where you learn more about her, I understand her a bit more now. She was quite devastated at the end of Rebels with what happened. And then we pick up, you know, quite, I think it's about nine or 10 years later. And a lot has happened that they don't explain to us right away. Eventually, you get what kind of happened in in that time gap. But as a sort of newer Rebels viewer, Clone Wars viewer, I didn't really get what happened in, you know, between these characters. And so it took me a few episodes to really get in and really appreciate the characters and their motivations. Now, I will say the sets, the ships, the the droids, the weapons, everything is fabulous. Everything is just top-notch Star Wars. There was quite a feeling of in that first episode where Ahsoka is trying to find us like a a key or a map, a star map. It really mirrored some other Disney things like the movie Treasure Planet. If you've seen that, go watch Treasure Planet and there's an exact, almost exact scene with a similar star map, uh, like a spherical uh, star map. And then there's also a lot of similarities between, I'd even say Lord of the Rings. Uh, There's a lot of, you know, callbacks to other kind of fantasy genres. So that kind of, those kind of things make me chuckle, but the the quality of the show is again top notch really love it characters took me a while to get into and but as we went the through the episodes there's eight episodes there's been seven aired so far as you go through they get better and better i really am enjoying the two sort of false jedi we we're not calling them sith yet but false jedi with the orangish red lightsabers Balen Skull and Shin Hattie. I'm enjoying their characters. I really want to know more about them. We're finding more and more about Balen and just between the relationship between this Balen and Shin master and apprentice relationship. Shin Hattie, she's the, you know, white-haired young woman who's got a red lightsaber and she has like a little Padawan braid on the side of her head. I have some theories about what's going to happen to them, and I'll get into that in a minute, but I'm enjoying those characters. Uh, Morgan Elspeth, the sort of Dathomiri witch character who's got some some interesting magical kind of ethereal skills. She's quite interesting. I like her. Um, the Yeah, I'm enjoying the battle droids on the 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 bad guy's side, I guess you'd call it, um, Thrawn's, you know, supporter side, and Thrawn himself. I didn't really get into, I've never read the Thrawn books. Uh, I didn't really watch or pay attention, I guess, to too much of the Thrawn episodes in Rebels, but he is our big baddie in this in this TV show. Thrawn is this blue-faced, red-eyed, a grand admiral under the you know empirical the empire rule he was a major strategist he he doesn't have force powers as far as we know but he was a major strategist military strategist and he he won wars he he won lots of battles and wars throughout the the rebellion and he was he was 
at the end of the Rebels cartoon, I mean, spoilers if you haven't seen any of Rebels, you kind of need to watch them and you kind of know what happens once you start watching Ahsoka. But he, on his big Star Destroyer, he was uh, fooled or taken away by Ezra Bridger, who was a young, you know, Padawan Jedi being taught by another Jedi out in the wilds. Um, after all, the Jedi have been, you know, you know, deceased, most of them. But Ezra Bridger had force force powers enough to connect with these huge space or star whales that are called purgles. And these purgles can travel through the galaxies, like in hyperspace. And so they Ezra was able to communicate enough with these purgle space whales to entangle the star destroyer ship and take them away from the battle that was being fought, which means taking them to a whole other galaxy and stranding them there. And Ezra knew he'd be stranded or killed along with them, but he he had to do it just to save his planet and save his friends. So Ezra Bridger, the young Jedi, and Thrawn, the big baddie with a Star Destroyer full of stormtroopers and crew, got whisked away to a whole other galaxy. And so that's what the motivation is here in this this Ahsoka series, is uh, Thrawn's, you know, empirical supporters... Uh, they are trying to find him. They, there's a map somewhere to where they think he's been taken to this other galaxy. There's a connection with the, you know, the bad side, Morgan Elspeth. There's a connection with her. And she's descendant from the planet where they think that he was taken to. So that's the whole motivation. The bad guys are trying to find Thrawn to bring him back, to get the Empire back. The good guys, the, you know, the New Republic people like Hera and Sabine and Ahsoka, they are still trying to find their friend Ezra Bridger, the Jedi, the young Jedi. They're trying to find him. They know he went to the same place Thrawn did. They'd love to find him, but they don't want to sacrifice bringing this big, you know, horrible Grand Admiral military strategist back. They don't want to risk bringing him back. And so Ahsoka kind of tried to lay out that we you know if if we if we have to we have to destroy the map but she gets incapacitated before uh they can destroy the map and the young annoying sabine i'll still call her annoying because she still kind of is to me she makes the decision to you know go with the bad guys be taken kind of prisoner and they i, I i'm not going to say too much I, I want you to watch it but they're in a different galaxy. They're trying to find their friend. They're trying to find Thrawn. They're try- now we're trying to wait and see what's going to happen. And yeah, again, spoilers. I don't want to give too much away. However, each episode has been building. They've been getting better. I know a lot of other podcasters and articles are just loving each episode, giving them 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 every time. I, I can't say that I can give them 10 out of 10. I can, I, I'm up in the eights and nines with most of them, you know, episodes six, seven, you know, five, six, seven, probably. But I'm, I'm waiting for that, you know, perfect episode to give it a 10 out of 10. So maybe episode eight coming up will be, will be the, you know, the excellent episode I've been waiting for. So in anticipation of the final episode next week, I have some theories. 
So spoiler alert here, if you don't want to hear my theories, scroll ahead a bit or just pause until you've watched up until the end of episode seven, okay? I'm warning you, spoilers, I'm going to talk about a few things. Okay, here we go. So my theory with Balon Skull, he is talking about his path is not with Thrawn. Shin Hattie is um, his apprentice is ambitious. Her her path lays with Thrawn and the, taking her place in the Empire. He's talking about waking up something that's going to not just balance the Force, but I think eliminate the Force. He's on that planet. He was seeking out Thrawn to get to that planet, to get to whatever he thinks that planet holds to be able to awaken, awaken or uh, unearth some force or some uh, force, quote unquote, something or some being that he thinks is going to maybe wipe out all the Jedi and all the Sith, like all force users, or or maybe give everyone force powers. I don't know, something like that. He's going to go do something that's going to waken something up. And I think he's going to have to sacrifice himself. I think he's, he knows he's not coming back. He's doing this as like, you know, in Marvel, Thanos wanted to kill off half the population, not because he was bad, but because he wanted to balance out, like people were overpopulating everywhere and he wanted to, you know, click his fingers and wipe out half the population because it was good for society in his mind. So I think Balon Skull, he's a, you know, former Jedi who's been disillusioned. He thinks I think he thinks the force is not good or bad. It's it's not good for anybody. So he's going to do something that's going to sacrifice himself. Now, we know that that actor, Ray Stevenson, has since passed away. So we know he's not going to be in future seasons unless they recast him. And that's going to be a trick because he is he's a gorgeous individual. He's got like the best beard, the best hair, the best voice. His fighting style is amazing. He, they're going to have trouble recasting him, um, but they might. You never know. Maybe they're going to disfigure him or, you know, and have a recasting. However, I think he's going to try and awaken some, you know, ancient being or ancient power that's going to wipe out the force and it's going to sacrifice him. Or he's going to get to that point of waking up that big thing and Shin Hattie, you know, she's, she doesn't understand what he's doing. She's going to follow him and she's not going to understand and she's going to be upset that he's going to take away her force powers or wipe out all the Je Jedi and Sith and she is going to kill him before he can waken that thing up. That's my theory. He's going to sacrifice himself or Shin Hattie is going to kill him and, you know, not have that, whatever he was going to do, have it not be a problem. Um, and then I think she's going to cut off her Padawan braid and she's going to go join Thrawn as Thrawn's like second in command, something like that. That's what I think is going to happen. There's been talk online. Somebody zoomed in on Balon Skull's like glove or gauntlet and there's there's words written on his, his glove, on his wrist and they're in Arabesh, which which is the sort of Star Wars language. You can, you can Google translate it. And apparently the words on the glove are names. They are Leia, Han, Chewie, um, 
Obi-Wan, Ben, which could be, or no, Ben, which could be Ben Solo or Ben Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, R2-D2, I believe, is on there. So either it's just a fun little Easter egg that the costume department put in, or he is writing down the names of those he thinks need to be wiped out because they're on the Jedi Force side. Because remember, in the Clone Wars, between episodes two and three, Order 66 came out from the Emperor and they wiped out all the Jedi. There's a few stragglers, including Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, and including a few people that were in Rebels, uh, Kane and Jarrus, who trained Ezra. A few people escaped, a few Jedis, but in this timeline, there's not very many Jedi out there. Oh, Luke Luke was on his wrist as well. As well, So I think those are the names of the good Force users that he knows need to be wiped out. That's my theory on that. Or it's just a silly little Easter egg that, you know, the costume designers or producers think is funny to put on there. So to see if people are paying attention. And they are, let me tell you. So that's one of my major theories with Ahsoka and the gang. They are now all met up. They've met up with Ezra. Um, They haven't told Ezra the details of how they got there or the trouble that's going to come with Thrawn. So they're going to have to fill him in. He is like a super force user. He he feels like he doesn't even need a lightsaber right now. He's letting um, uh, Sabine keep the lightsaber that he gave her. But I think that... They're going to have to tell him what's happening and he's going to want to go confront Thrawn and destroy Thrawn before they can get away and get back to the other galaxy. So there's going to be, you know, some kind of confrontation or battle in the last episode. I also think that there's something there's something weird going on on the Star Destroyer with Thrawn. They are moving up some cargo from the planet to the Star Destroyer and they look like coffin-shaped boxes. Now, there's theories going around that the these great mother witches of Dathomir who are on this planet that are helping Thrawn, who are connected to, you know, the, the bad side gal, Morgan Elspeth, that she is descendant from them. These, there's these great mothers, they apparently can reanimate people. They can bring them back from the dead. And then when they're killed, they kind of vaporize into a puff of green smoke. That happened with a warrior, Maroc, earlier in the series. And that happened with Darth Maul. They reanimated him in, I think, the Clone Wars. Was it Rebels or Clone Wars? I'm not sure. So there's theories that they have reanimated either other great mother witch people, or they've maybe got in these coffins that all the dead stormtroopers that have died since, you know, being whisked to this other galaxy in the last 10 years. Maybe it's all the dead stormtroopers that they can reanimate once they get to the new galaxy and use as a battle force as well. So there's theory about that. I'm not so sure. I kind of think it might be boxes full of some sort of mineral or alloy or something that's going to help them against either Jedi or help you know because there's all when the star destroyer kind of came into view on this new galaxy planet peridia it was kind of cobbled together with a lot of goldish plating of some kind i'm kind of thinking they found some rare alloy or mineral that 
they can use as new shielding or new, maybe it holds up against blaster fire or lightsabers, I don't know. But I think it's some kind of other cargo. I, you know, I may be totally wrong and maybe everyone else on the internet is right. And these are bodies or people they're going to reanimate or, or maybe they're special warriors they're going to reanimate. I don't know. Anyways, there's some strange cargo that Thrawn is pleased to have gotten onto a ship without Ahsoka and the team knowing they've been distracted. So there's something going on there. He's bringing something back to, he wants to bring something back to our original galaxy, Star Wars galaxy. And he's very pleased about it to, to have it from these great mothers. He didn't already have it. They've been sitting over that planet for 10 years. He could have already had it on his ship. So something he had to just get just now that he couldn't get before now, before they were planning to leave. So that's a very strange combination as well. So I'm not sure. But yes, I think there's going to be a confrontation. Ahsoka and the team are going to go to the Star Destroyer, uh, try to stop them somehow. Because right now, the only way back to the original galaxy is the Eye of Scion, which is the sort of ring-like ship that Morgan Elspeth and Balon Skull brought with them. And I believe they're going to fit the Star Destroyer in that ring, like a hyperspace ring, uh, like Obi-Wan's ship had. And they're going to use that to travel the, you know, take the whole destroyer, Star Destroyer back to the original galaxy. Now, for our good friends, Ahsoka and the, and the gang, they need to be on that ship, uh, the Star Destroyer, or on that ring attached somehow. Because they, you know, they got there through the Purgles, the space whales, and those space whales are now gone because uh, Thrawn laid out a minefield and the whales took off. Unless the Ezra can call them back, they took off. And so the only way home is through that hyperspace ring that the bad guys brought with them. So I'm excited for next week. Uh, I'm excited to see if there's any more Anakin Skywalker. Uh, if you watched up until now, you know that episode where Ahsoka met with Anakin. I believe it is his force ghost. And that place is called the World Between Worlds. And I believe possibly Balon might know about that world between worlds. Maybe that's where he's trying to go. And maybe he thinks Ahsoka is a key to get there because, or, or I'm not sure. It's There's something to do. They're going to bring that back in, the world between worlds. Previously, Ezra saved Ahsoka from being killed by Darth Vader by pulling her through into that world between worlds. So perhaps Ahsoka or Ezra are going to try and trick Thrawn or trap Thrawn or kill him using that world between worlds, possibly. It's gonna, it's going to come up in the last episode. I highly believe it. Or Anakin's gonna call to them from there or something. But the episode where we saw Anakin, that I that was probably for me a nine, 9.5 out of 10 episode. It was, it was up there. It was almost perfect. I loved seeing Anakin. I loved, I loved him getting this redemption moment of training his Padawan, you know, to the fullest, giving her her final training um, and helping her get over the trauma of being a young girl taught, you know, being brought up in the Clone Wars as a soldier, a killing machine, basically. 
basically. And I love that episode because she emerged from that episode. She went from wearing grays and being super stoic and super serious all the time. And she emerged after getting through that training with Force Ghost Anakin uh, lighter. She was wearing whiter cloaks. You know, she's now Gandalf the White instead of Gandalf the Gray. She's Ahsoka the White. But she's more lighthearted. She's more... Um, she was joking with Hu Yang, the the droid on the sh- her ship, about the Purgle saying, well, I don't know if they're going to take us where we need to go. We'll just, we'll see. Instead of being so serious, she was, she's a little more lighter now, lighthearted, uh, light-mooded. And um, I love that episode. That was a really excellent, excellent episode. So I think they're going to bring either Anakin and or the World Between Worlds back in the last episode. Balon's going to try and do something. Shin Hattie is either going to, you know, kill Balon or watch him be sacrificed. That's going to affect her. Um, There's some theories floating around that she might eventually turn good. Ahsoka even offered to help her. You know, she, she offered, said, hand over your weapon. We can help you. She, but Shin Hattie was having nothing, none of that. So it's going to, it's going to be very interesting what happens in the final episode. Anyways, I'm going to leave it there. Those are my theories, my predictions, my excitement about Ahsoka. If you haven't been watching, please catch up. Even if you just watch Ahsoka, you will get the gist enough, you know, as much as anyone. Um, Yes, they've laid out little Easter eggs and really you know, happy little things for all the Clone Wars and Rebels watchers. But if you're just a regular Star Wars movie watcher or TV show, live action TV show watcher, you're going to appreciate it. You're going to appreciate the music, the design, the sets, the action. The the lightsaber battles are amazing in this show. Seriously, they're some of the best lightsaber battles I've seen. I love the different fighting styles. Uh, I really like the droids. There's been some really interesting fun moments with some of the droids Uh, we get to see mon mothma we get to see uh, our favorite pilot now i'm forgetting his name um but yes you'll you get to see lots of familiar characters so I, i i'm interested to see where they take it after this season it might cross over into either the mandalorian or maybe a new movie i'm not sure There's a skeleton crew show coming up and that might have to do with this new galaxy. I don't know, but there's a, there's a lot coming up. And so Ahsoka is kind of the next step in our Star Wars journey and I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. I'm, I'm Star Wars crazy and I can't wait to talk to my friends about it once they all catch up and watch it. So I'll leave you there. I've, I've rambled on long enough, um, but I'm nerding out over Ahsoka lately and Star Wars. So thanks for listening. Remember, you can leave me a review. I checked there was no new reviews today. Otherwise, I would have read it on on this episode. Leave me a review at Apple Podcasts or through Spotify Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And like and subscribe. Share my link if you can. I'd love that. Tag me on Instagram, the Nerd Girl Podcast on Instagram. I'd love it if I could get some more followers there, so you can see when I have a new episode. You can participate in some polls. You can find out some of my nerdy obsessions uh, visually, not just through the podcast. And you can always drop me an email at thenerdgirlpodcast at gmail.com. So thanks for listening. 
I am nerding out over Star Wars and I hope you do too this week. Have a great week. Bye.